Hello guys, I am Jake from the MMA Weekly Podcast and welcome back to the second episode of the week. And first and foremost, I just want to say a thank you to Hinkster of MMA Amino who sent me some positive feedback on my last episode. So thank you very much. Uh, I try the best I can. And I do have a new format for these episodes. I'm going to try and pump out two weekly episodes and I think it's going to be an episode on Monday and an episode on Friday because on Monday I can recap last week's, you know, uh, the fights from Saturday or Sunday or Friday and then on Friday I can do an overview of those fights. So today I'm going to be giving my thoughts on all of these topics that I've written down on my list here. Not going to tell you what they are because I mean I'm going to be talking about them. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's jump straight in. So the first thing that I want to talk about, you know, just, you know, pretty briefly, um, is the whole Conor McGregor situation. And I just want to address this first before we talk about the UFC Calgary card. Uh, I just want to address this this whole situation. McGregor was released with, um, well, he, he pled guilty to uh, a couple of charges of... Um, I'm not entirely sure what they were, but he pled to the charges against him. And he was sentenced to do five years, or, <laughs> sorry, not five years, five days of community service, and he has to attend anger management classes. But he is free to resume his career now. So the fight with current champion Habib Nurmagomedov, it's probably gonna happen pretty soon you know the the UFC are targeting um the UFC 229 card on October 7th or October 6th actually uh or they're gonna target the MSG card on November 3rd you know either of those cards will be good I think that it should be MSG because you know that was the last place that Connor fought you know it's it's a big deal the Madison Square Garden card so you have to make that good every year so I think if that was headlining that card, it would just be, you know, I think it might break uh, the the all-time record of pay-per-view buys. Now, I do feel that McGregor should have been punished a little bit more because, um, I mean, he does have uh, a Baron order. um, Sorry, uh, Michael Chiesa, Rayborg, and another person have uh, a Baron order against... Conor McGregor, which means that he cannot interact with them until uh, July 2020, which, I mean, it will be a little bit hard seeing as Michael Chiesa, uh, well, he might not remain at lightweight, but if he does in the future and he works his way to a title shot, McGregor is the champion, it it might be be just a tad bit hard. But, you know, I do feel McGregor should have been punished a bit more because, I mean, he did... He pretty much ruined the the UFC 223 card. I mean, Tony Ferguson, you're really to blame. You're really to blame for all of this, bro. But um, you know, McGregor, he did take away a lot of good fights off that card. Uh, you know, riled up Rose Navi Yunus. Um, you know, made Khabib a little bit crazy for that fight. So yeah. So yeah, uh, that's all I'm really gonna say on that topic. I just wanted to briefly address it. Um, because you know it's quite it's quite a big deal. So yeah, I think that you know McGregor he should he should have definitely been punished. He's gonna get out 
of a lot of things a lot more easy now. So, um, yeah, the fight with Khabib probably going to be booked pretty soon. And if I'm being honest, I do want to see McGregor back in action because I feel that since he is away, the division has really progressed. And it's going to be hard to see. Well, you know, he's only had one fight in the lightweight division. And everyone was saying that, you know, everyone everyone at lightweight will kill him. And even since he's left, they've just gotten better. You know, new guys like Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson, Khabib, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, you know, all of the top five. And I mean, really, the whole of the top ten has just been flooding in with new contenders and talent. A lot of good talent on the UFC Calgary card, which is my next topic. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get into that. So, uh, the UFC Calgary card, it's as of the time of this recording, it is 11 hours away. And I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there is thunder outside right now. Oh, that's terrifying. But anyway, UFC Calgary, uh, you know, the main event, it's the rematch between... Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, their last fight was at UFC 211, no contest due to illegal knees from Alvarez. And, you know, that card, I mean, this card this evening, what the hell? Uh, so this card, the card this evening, it's it's stacked. It really, really is. It's 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 going to be awesome. You know, the co-main event for the card is Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens. Uh, you know, another great fight. Uh, Jose Aldo, you know, the former champion. Jeremy Stevens working his way up to to uh, a title shot, so that's going to be interesting. And the fight before any of those is uh, Ioanni and Jacek versus Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres is coming off a loss against Jessica Andrade, and Joanna is on a two-fight losing streak, both to the champion Rose Namajunas. So, uh, the first fight on the main card is Olivier Aubin Mercier versus Alexander Hernandez. Now, Olivier Aubin Mercier, he looks like a, he looks like a, a great new version of himself lately. Uh, his last win was against Evan Dunham at UFC 223, uh, where he finished him via a body kick, I think, and then you know some some follow up punches. It was a TKO victory. And the last we've seen of Alexander Hernandez was at UFC 222 when he knocked out Benil Dariush. And we haven't really seen anything of Alexander Hernandez. That's because, you know, Benil Dariush in your first UFC fight, everyone thought he was just going to get dominated by Dariush because Dariush, he's, uh, he's a real top 10 contender. But Hernandez just went in and knocked him out with one punch, which... I know if I'm being quite honest, it's a hard thing to do, but a lot of people think it was a fluke. I think that he, he has talent and we just haven't seen it yet. So, um, yeah. Okay, guys, there is thunder flashing right outside my window. So if I stop abruptly, it's because there's lightning. So, so uh, sorry about this, guys. Okay, uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, there was another lightning flash. But like I was saying... Alexander Hernandez, you know, he's a great fighter. I think he's definitely gonna he's gonna give Olivier Robin Mercier a tough fight. But I just think Mercier is on a completely new level. He just has more experience in the ring. You know, he's he's a, he's a real veteran of the lightweight division. You know, he has the he has a 
the home advantage in Calgary. So, um, you know, it's, I think, I don't think this fight is going to go three rounds. I think there is going to be a stoppage, and I think it's going to be for, yeah. I think Olivierov and Mercier, I think he's just he's just a bit too well-rounded for Alexander Hernandez. I think his advantage is going to be on the ground, and I think if he takes it to the ground, he'll just be able to dominate. So, uh, I think my final prediction for this card is Olivierov and Mercier. By rear naked choke in the second round, I think he's just a bit more... I think he's a bit more technically gifted than Alexander Hernandez. But then again, we haven't seen Hernandez in action. He could pull some out of the bag. But I'm going to say it's Olivier Robin Mercier. And I think he gets to finish in the second round. So the next fight on the card is Ioanni and Jacek versus Tisha Torres. And Tisha Torres, uh, like I said, she's coming off a loss to Jessica Andrade. Uh, back in February, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's either February or January. But, uh, like I said, Torres, uh, she's a very good wrestler. I think her ground game might be something that Joanna might have to take into account. But Joanna, despite her two knockout losses, or uh, despite her knockout loss to Nami Yunus and the, the five-round decision at UFC 223, I think despite those losses, she is still very, very dangerous. But Rose is just a really bad matchup for Joanna. And surprisingly, Rose, she didn't take it to the ground an awful lot against Joanna. So Joanna's ground game is something that we still really haven't seen. But in her fights against Claudia Gadelia, you know, uh, Claudia, she was able to show the ground game of Joanna, which is definitely not as good as it has to be if she's going to fight these top contenders. But um, she she probably could hold up on the ground against Torres. Torres' striking was, you know, shown against Jessica Andrade. And Andrade, she's a, ver- she's, a, she's a steamroller. She's a brawler. She goes in and she pressures you. Joanna, she has a similar style, but she's, she's more composed when she's doing it. So, Joanna... Her striking is just on a completely different level. Uh, you know, it's better than Andrade's. It's better than anyone in any women's division, in my opinion. So, how Torres will put up with it is something that we'll just have to see. But, you know, Torres has the advantage on the ground. Joanna has uh, the advantage on the feet. But even still, I think Joanna, she's definitely going to be. She's definitely going to be able to stuff the takedowns. Or at least some of the takedowns of Torres, so I think that's where she's gonna. That's where she's really gonna. Uh, she's really gonna thrive. So I'm gonna say that Joanna takes the unanimous decision on this one. I think it goes three rounds. I don't see a finish happening because you know they're not really finishers. Uh, so I think Joanna she stuffs a lot of the takedowns of Torres. Maybe gases her out and then pours on the pressure in the second and third rounds. I don't think she's going to be able to get the finish. I think think Torres' chin might hold up during the fight, but she's definitely going to be able to push the pace against her. So I'm going to go with Joanna by unanimous decision. So now the the co-main event is Jose Aldo versus Jeremy Stevens at featherweight. 
you know, Aldo, he's coming off two consecutive losses to Max Holloway, uh, both by third round TKO. And, you know, in my opinion, I think Jose was winning the first two rounds of that fight, but we all know that Holloway, he really turns it on in the third round. And that's really when he starts to push the pace. But even in his fight against Frankie Edgar at UFC 200, we saw a whole other side of Aldo, where he came out quick, he was fast, he was aggressive, he was able to push the pace. And I think that Aldo needs to he needs to come out against Stevens because if it's the same Aldo who gassed out against Max Holloway that shows up to fight Jeremy Stevens, I think he, he's going to get knocked out. Jeremy Stevens, he's on um as far as I can remember, he's on at least a three fight win streak. Uh, with wins over Gilbert Melendez, uh, Duho Choi, and Josh Emmett, most recently. Uh, two out of three of those being by knockout, and the Melendez fight just being a one-sided beatdown. So, Steven's definitely on a run. He's definitely uh, on a title run this year, and he's definitely going to be able to present some problems to Jose Aldo. But one thing that I I think people are counting out is the wrestling of Jose Aldo. Aldo has tried to be a boxer in his last couple of fights and it hasn't particularly worked for him. So if he starts to enforce his ground game in this fight, I think he's definitely going to be able to present some problems for for Stevens. Uh, You know, Stevens could probably stuff a couple of takedowns, but I think if Aldo, if he just stays up against him, makes Stevens carry his weight and uh, you know, just kind of be all over him. Just you know, never let go. Maybe show some, uh, some short, dirty boxing. Then you know he could he could exploit some of some of Stephen's mistakes that he makes. Aldo's chin has been deteriorate has been deteriorating a little bit in the last couple of years. I think since his knockout to, uh, since since his knockout from uh, Conor McGregor, he hasn't really been the same. And even when he fought Chad Mendes for the second time, we saw Mendes, he was able to hit Jose a lot. He was able to hit him a lot in that fight. He dropped him in the first round. Um, you know, Aldo can be hit, and he gets hit a lot. And that's what Max Holloway did as well. And Stevens, he's a brawler. He's a power puncher. He looks to knock you out with every punch. But he has shown a little bit more composure in his last couple of fights. I think maybe against Gilbert Melendez. You know, he showed his leg kicks. He shows that he's able to, you know, technically pick you apart as well. But at the end of the day, he is, uh, he is, you know, he's a KO fighter. He he goes in there with the intention of knocking you out. So if he gets too reckless, he might, you know, Aldo might be able to maybe land some takedowns, maybe work submissions. But if he keeps his composure against, if he keeps his composure against Aldo and just waits for the knockout. You know, if he starts to pick Aldo apart, you know, waits. If he waits for the for the right time to properly just, you know, start banging in his shots against Aldo, then you definitely have this. It's it's a, it's going to be a close fight, but I think by the time that the that the third round uh, arises, that Aldo is he's not going to be able to go. And you have to remember now that this is Aldo's first non-title fight in almost 10 years i mean that that's unheard of for most fighters you know this is his first three round fight in almost a decade so how he's gonna you know 
in his past fights, he's always had the fourth and fifth rounds to rely on if he wants to make a comeback, but in this fight, he doesn't. And I think maybe he's improved his cardio, maybe he hasn't, but if it's the same Aldo that showed up against Holloway, then he's going to gas out by the second round, especially if he's going to look for the finish in this one, uh, because he, he knows that, you know, um, he has to push on the pace or else Stevens, he's uh, he's going to be looking for the knockout. So if Aldo comes in too aggressive, if he comes in too aggressive and gasses himself out, um, Steve, the knockout is going to come very easily for Stevens. That being said, if Stevens comes in overly aggressive, then Aldo could take him to the ground, work elbows. I think elbows for Aldo is definitely going to be it's definitely going to be a key part of his game plan coming in here because he can close the distance. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, this is going to be a close fight, but I'm going to go with Jeremy Stevens on this one. I think that Stevens is just he's going to be a little bit more relaxed. He's going to wait for Aldo to come in. He's going to pick him apart a little bit, and then when the time comes, he's going to land that big. He's going to he's going to land that big left hand, and he's going to put Aldo to sleep. So I'm going to say Jeremy Steven gets the win by knockout in the third round. And now we're on to the main event, Jose Aldo. Or, no, no, that's that's completely wrong. The main event is Dustin Poirier versus Eddie Alvarez. It's the lightweight rematch of their UFC 211 fight where Eddie Alvarez threw illegal knees against Dustin Poirier, which knocked Poirier almost into uh, unconsciousness and the fight was called off. Uh wasn't a disqualification, but a no contest was a little bit of a bummer. Um, Poirier has had two fights since his no contest uh, against Anthony Pettis and against Justin Gaethje. Uh, he finished Pettis in the third round by uh, a TKO. Um, I think it was a it was a broken rib uh, for Pettis after a body triangle. Uh, so when Dustin went into mount after having Pettis' back, uh, Pettis tapped out due to a rib injury. And against Justin Gaethje, it was a TKO win in the fourth round, uh, just via strikes. Um, and for Alvarez, it was also it was a win over Justin Gaethje. Uh, only one fight for Alvarez since that. Um, but it was in December of uh, 2017 at UFC 218 um, where he finished him uh, via a knee, which it was it's one of the best fights of all time. Uh, Alvarez versus Gaethje, you know, um, he he exploited uh, the body shots. Uh, he, he he exploited an issue with Gaethje's, which is the body shots. Both men, they showed that they can make big mistakes in their in both of their fights against Gaethje. Uh on on Poria's side of things it was uh leg kicks and uh, I mean it was the same thing for Alvarez really. I mean the leg kicks of Justin Gaethje can be a problem for anyone. But it really showed against them so if 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 they tried to throw leg kicks against each other, it might result in, you know, maybe a trade off of kicks. Uh, but, you know, I think in terms of being technically gifted, I think Poirier probably wins it. Uh, you know, if it was just a pure boxing match, because I think Poirier's technique, it's, it works really well against a lot of people. 
his style is really enjoyable to watch you know uh, there's a lot of technical work that goes into his his style of fighting and he pulls it off perfectly you know he can eat a shot and give you one twice as hard back and he throws his he throws his shots with speed and ferocity and whenever they connect you know it's fast it's blinding and you know it re- it probably really hurts um but on the side of alvarez i think he's not as technical he likes a brawl he likes to go in there he throws shall we say the technical shots but they're they're thrown with a brawling style. I think it's a little bit similar to Jeremy Stevens' style of fighting, in which he's throwing these shots, but he, he's you know he's brawling with fires. Uh, wrestling might be uh, another thing that comes into this fight because both men are good wrestlers. If it goes to the ground, um, like we saw the last time, um, Alvarez took Poria to the ground and that's when the knees occurred but if it goes to the ground again um you know Poirier showed he's he's able to fight uh off of his back against Anthony Pettis and he's definitely able to fight on top we haven't seen much of Alvarez's wrestling since that fight um but you know I'm confident that Alvarez might be able to take Dustin Poirier to the ground and Dustin Poirier will be able to he he might beat Eddie Alvarez in the scrambles, might, you know, take him down on a on a quick single leg or something. It's a really close fight on paper and it's it's gonna be a really close fight in the ring and it's just so hard to decide what is uh, I mean, who's gonna win? The power shots of both men, they could put each other to sleep within a round. But personally I, I don't I don't see a finish in this fight. Um I think it goes five rounds. And I think both men, they're going to be gassed by the fifth round. They're going to be looking to knock each other out. You know, they they both want the finish and they're both finishers. They're going to want to try and uh, knock each other out. Oh, this, this is a really tough fight. But, yeah, at, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with Dustin Poirier on this one. I'm, I'm super split in my head. Well, I just think Poirier... If he uses the same game plan that he did against Justin Gaethje, you know, absorb a lot of good shots. But by the time I think Alvarez, his chin might be going down a little bit. He's taken a lot of damage over the last couple of years. And I think maybe by the fifth round, Poirier might just be able to land some of the better shots. I don't know. It's it's going to be really tough, but I'm going to go with Dustin Poirier. And I think he gets a split decision. You know, it's going to be tough, but I think ultimately, Poirier he goes in and he he just he works he works the body shots, he works the head shots. He's going to eat a lot of punches, but you know what? That's just life, isn't it? So those were my predictions for the card. It's also another couple of things that I want to talk about. Uh, Derek Brunson and his team have verbally agreed to fight Israel Adesanya on, on the UFC 230 card in MSG. And that will be a fourth fight. That will be a fourth middleweight fight on that card. Uh, the management of Adesanya has yet to reply to that. So um, I think it will be a good fight. Brunson, 
his last fight was a loss to Jacare Souza at UFC Charlotte, and Adesanya's last fight was on July 6th at the 27th finale against Brad Tavares, where he won a very unanimous decision, and he, he did prove me wrong. Um, I said that Tavares... I said that Tavares was going to be the one to beat Adesanya. Adesanya, he's a he's a big prospect. Um, you know, great striking. Um, his wrestling game. We might we're going to have to see about that, and that's something that Brunson could definitely he could definitely exploit in Adesanya's game. But Adesanya, he's shown good wrestling defense. He's good. He's he's shown good takedown defense. But uh, who knows? Maybe Brunson could be the one to finish it. Um, it's a bit too early to to tell yet. I don't really have a prediction for that fight. Again, yet to be confirmed. It couldn't even be happening at all. But yeah, uh, another fight that I wanted to see, and I was thinking about this when I woke up this morning. It's uh, Jimmy Manawa versus Anthony Smith. Uh, Jimmy Manawa. Uh, he last fought Jan Blakovic, and he lost a unanimous decision, I believe. I'm not sure if it was split or unanimous, but... Anyway, uh, he last lost to Jan Blakovic at UFC London back in March. And Anthony Smith is coming off a knockout over Shogun Hua this past Sunday. Uh, and before that, he knocked out Rashad Evans in at UFC 225 in June. So... Smith definitely not one to wait around. He's definitely he's trying to be more active. He's gonna be, you know, the guy that you can slot in uh, at any time. Uh, Anthony Smith is at is at the number nine contendership position, and Jimmy Manoa is at number five, I believe. Uh, either five or six. But I think that would be a good fight. I think the winner, uh, would definitely be put back. I think the winner. I think uh, the winner will be put into a title shot. Or not a title shot, but you know, will be put into the mix, shall we say? Well, that is it for today, guys. I hope you, I hope you all enjoyed this. Make sure to like, share, comment, give me some feedback. Um, and yeah, that's it for uh, today, guys. I hope you enjoy the fights. Uh, this evening, uh, the new episode or uh, the new episode of this podcast will hopefully be coming out on Monday. And until then, guys. Goodbye and cut.